Oh, hello everyone. It's me, Stephanie, and welcome to my podcast, Storytime with Steph. It's been a bit of a while, hasn't it? I know, I know. I'm so sorry for those who have been waiting for a new episode. I apologise. I basically had a project that I absolutely had to finish before a deadline, and basically that was the priority, so... I finished that now, yay me. (laughs) And now I can sort of dedicate my time towards creating good content and storytelling. So thank you so, so much for bearing with me. I think we're just gonna just go straight into the the story. Um, I don't have much with regards to updates on my side, Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to actually having 10 episodes out that's like a full season for me um we will see if there will be a season two i really want there to be i've already planned it all out but we'll see what my work schedule is like and um yeah looking forward to to next year but thank you guys so much thus far guys i wish you could see the setup right now i am on the floor cross-legged it is snowing outside and I've got all the candles in my living room on and lit and it's just the most comfiest, warmest, loveliest um, atmosphere. I mean, you know, the candles are not on for aesthetics. They are to warm up the house, please believe, okay? Cost of living. (laughs) But um, I digress. Today's story is going to be The Girl Without Hands. Now this one is a story I haven't really heard. So without further ado, lie down or, you know, lay back, relax, and allow my dulcet tones to send you into the the land of Nod. (laughs) Here is The Girl Without Hands. A miller fell slowly but surely into poverty until finally he had nothing more than his mill and a large apple tree which stood behind it. One day, he went into the forest to gather wood, where he was approached by an old man who he had never seen before, and who said, Why do you torment yourself with chopping wood? I will make you rich if you promise me, which is standing behind your mill. What can that be but my apple tree? thought the miller. But he said yes, and he signed his apple tree over to the strange man. The latter, however, laughed mockingly and said, I will come in three years and get what belongs to me. And then he went away. When he arrived home, his wife came up to him and said, Miller, tell me, where did all this wealth come from that is suddenly our house? All at once, all the chests and boxes are full and no one brought it here and I don't know where it came from. He answered, it comes from a strange man who I met in the woods and who promised me great treasures if I sign him over the thing that was behind the mill. We can give up the large apple tree for all of this. Oh, husband, said the woman, terrified. 
that was the devil. He didn't mean the apple tree, but our daughter who was just standing behind the mill sweeping the yard. The miller's daughter was a beautiful and pious girl and she lived the three years worshipping God without sin. Without sin? Child, she better than me. Anyway, when the time was up and the day came when the evil one was to get her, she washed herself clean and drew a circle around herself with chalk. The devil appeared very early in the morning, but he could not approach her. He spoke angrily to the miller. Keep water away from her so she cannot wash herself anymore. Otherwise, I will have no power over her. The miller was frightened and did what he could. The next morning, the devil returned, but she had wept into her hands and they were entirely clean. Thus, he still could not approach her and he spoke angrily to the miller. Chop off her hands, otherwise I cannot get to her. The miller was horrified and answered, How can I chop off my own child's hands? Then the evil one threatened him, saying, If you do not do it, then you will be mine and I will take you myself. This frightened the father, who was a fuckboy by the way, because why would you chop off your daughters anyway? and he promised to obey him. (laughs) Talk about sacrifice. He then went to the girl and said, my child, if I do not chop off both of your hands, then the devil will take me away. And in my fear, I have promised him to do this. Help me in my need and forgive me of the evil thing that I'm going to do to you. She answered, dear father, Do with me what you will. (laughs) I am your child. And with that, she stretched forth both her hands and let her father chop them off. The devil came a third time, but she had wept so long and so much onto her stumps that they were entirely clean. Then he had to give up, for he had lost all claim to her. The miller spoke to her. I have gained great wealth through you and I shall take care of you in splendor as long as you live. But she answered, I cannot remain here. I will go away. Compassionate people will give me as much as I need. Then she had her mutilated arms tied to her back and at sunrise she set forth walking the entire day until it was night. She came to a royal garden and by the light of the moon, she saw that inside there were trees full of beautiful fruit, but she could not get inside for it was surrounded by water. Having walked the entire day without eating a bite, she was suffering from hunger and she thought, oh, if only I were inside the garden so I could eat of those fruits, otherwise I shall perish. She then kneeled down and crying to Lord God, she prayed. Suddenly, an angel appeared. He closed a head gate so that the moat dried up and she could walk through. She entered the garden and the angel went with her. She saw a fruit tree with beautiful pears, but they had all been counted. 
she stepped up to the tree and ate from it with her mouth, enough to satisfy her hunger, but no more. The gardener saw it happen, but because the angel was standing by her, he was afraid and thought that the girl was a spirit. He said nothing and did not dare to call her out or speak to the spirit. After she had eaten the pear, she was full and she went down to lay in the brush. The king who owned this garden came the next morning. He counted the fruit and saw that one of the pears was missing. He asked the gardener what had happened to it. It was not lying under the tree, but had somehow disappeared. The gardener answered, Last night a spirit came here. It had no hands and ate one of the pears with its mouth. The king said, How did the spirit get across the water and where did it go after it had eaten the pear? The gardener answered, Someone dressed in snow white came from heaven and closed the head gate so the spirit could walk through the moat. Because it must have been an angel, I was afraid, and I asked no questions and I did not call out. After the spirit had eaten the pear, it went away again. The king said, If what you say is true, I will watch with you tonight. After it was dark, the king entered the garden, bringing a priest with him who was able to talk to the spirit. All three of them sat down under the tree and kept watch. At midnight, the girl came creeping out of the brush, stepped up to the tree and again ate a pear with her mouth. An angel dressed in white was standing next to her. The priest walked up to them and said, Have you come from God or are you from the world? Are you a spirit or a human? She answered, I'm not a spirit, but a poor human who has been abandoned by everyone except God. The king said, Even if you have been abandoned by the whole world, I will not abandon you. He took her home with him to his royal castle, and because she was so beautiful and pure, he loved her with all his heart, and had silver hands made for her, and then took her as his wife. After a year, the king had to go out into the battlefield, and he left the young queen in the care of his mother, saying, If she has a child, support her and take good care of her, and immediately send me the news in a letter. She gave birth to a beautiful son. The old mother quickly wrote in the letter, giving the joyful news to the king. Now on the way, the messenger stopped at a brook to rest. Tired from his long journey, he fell asleep. Then the devil came to him. He still wanted to harm the pious queen, and he took the letter, putting in its place one that stated that the queen had brought a changeling into the world. When the king read this letter, he was frightened and saddened, but nevertheless, he wrote an answer that they should take good care of the queen until his return. The messenger returned with this letter, but he rested at the same place and again fell asleep. The devil came again and placed a different letter in his bag. This letter said that they should kill the queen with her child. The old mother was terribly frightened when she received this letter. She could not believe it and wrote to the king again, but 
she got the same answer because each time the devil substituted a false letter and the last letter even stated that they should keep the queen's tongue and eyes as proof. The old mother lamented that such innocent blood was to be shed and in the night she had a doe killed, cut out its tongue and eyes and had them put aside. Then she said to the queen, I cannot have you killed as the king has ordered you, but you can no longer stay here. Go out into the wide world with your child and never come back. The old mother tied the queen's child onto her back and the poor woman went away with weeping eyes. She came to a great wild forest where she got on her knees and prayed to God. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to her and led her to a small house. On it was a sign with the words, here anyone can live free. A snow white virgin came from the house and said, welcome queen. Yes, queen, <laughs> then led her inside. She untied the small boy from her back, held him to her breast so she could drink and then laid him in a beautiful, made-up bed. Then the poor woman said, How did you know that I was a queen? The white virgin... I mean, white? I mean, okay. The white virgin answered, because, you know, only angels can be white. I am an angel sent by God to take care of you and your child. She stayed in this house for seven years and was well taken care of and through the grace of God and her own piety, her chopped off hands grew back. The king finally came back home from the battlefield and the first thing that he wanted to do was to see his wife and child. Then the old mother began to weep saying, you wicked man, why did you write to me and say that I should put two innocent souls to death? and she showed him the two letters that the evil one had counterfeited. Then she continued to speak, I did what you ordered, and showed him proof of the eyes and tongue. Then the king began to weep even more bitterly for his poor wife and his little son, until the old woman had mercy and said to him, Be satisfied that she is still alive. I secretly had a doe killed and took the proofs from it. I tied your wife's child onto her back and told her to go out into the wild world and she had to promise to never come back here because you were so angry with her. Then the king said, I will go as far as the sky is blue and I will neither eat nor drink until I have found my dear wife and my child again, provided that in the meantime they have not died or perished from hunger. Then the king travelled about for nearly seven years, searching in all the stone cliffs and caves, but he did not find her, and he thought that she had perished. He neither ate nor drank during the entire time, but God kept him alive. Finally, he came to a great forest, where he found a little house with a sign containing the words, Here anyone can live free. The white virgin came out, took him by the hand and led him inside and said, Welcome, King. 
then asked him where he had come from. He answered, I have been traveling for nearly seven years looking for my wife and her child, but I cannot find them. The angel offered him something to drink, but he did not take it, wanting only to rest a little. He lay down to sleep, covering his face with a cloth. Then the angel went into the room where the queen was sitting with her son, whom she normally called filled with grief. The angel said to her, go into the next room with your child. Your husband has come. She went to where he was lying and the cloth fell from his face. Then she said, filled with grief, which by the way, what a name for a child, pick up the cloth for your father and put it over his face again. The child picked it up and put it over his face. The king heard this in his sleep and let the cloth fall again. Then the little boy grew impatient and said, Mother dear, how can I cover my father's face? I have no father in this world. I have learned to pray. Our father, which art in heaven, and and you have said my father is in heaven and that is, you know, he is our dear God. How can I know such a wild man? He is not my father. Hearing this, the king arose and asked who she was. She said, I am your wife and this is your son. His name is filled with grief. He saw her living hands and said, My wife had silver hands. She answered, Our merciful God has caused my natural hands to grow back. The angel went into the other room, brought back the silver hands and showed them to him. Now he saw for sure that it was his dear wife and his dear child and he kissed them and rejoiced and said, Oh, a heavy stone has fallen from my heart. Then the angel of God gave them all something to eat and they went back home to his old mother. There was great joy everywhere and the king and the queen conducted their wedding ceremony once again and they lived happily until their blessed end. The end. And there we have it, The Girl Without Hands. That was actually my first time listening to the story. Um, very interesting, very interesting. Lots of uh, patriarchy in there, but you know, that was the, those are the fairy tales of the time. So, you know, um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I was trying to like play up the voices a little, um, <laughs> trying to be a bit funny, but. I hope you guys enjoyed the story. I enjoyed telling it. Um, if you are a fan or if you like listening to these stories, I would appreciate it so much if you could either subscribe on whatever platform is hosting that you use or review. All of these things really, really help me. I really do appreciate it. But until next week, which is the finale. <laughs> um exciting um i will see you guys next week and i hope you have a wonderful morning afternoon or evening